It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Dolphins fans, and welcome to this Tuesday, September 28th, 2021 edition of Locked On Dolphins. We are obviously back in the YouTube channel, Locked On Dolphins, here on the podcast feed. Make sure you hit like, subscribe if you're a video consumer, if you're an audio consumer. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we're going to go ahead and pop a C4 this morning. It's about 7 a.m. on Tuesday morning. I'm your host here on Locked On Dolphins, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. And today's episode is brought to you by our friends at rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Today on the show, I want to get into the magnitude of week four. I think this is important to discuss. Uh, yesterday, I've kind of punted on playoff aspirations for the time being. And uh, that's just kind of be, being realistic about the way the team looks. And and But from a numbers perspective, from a mathematical standpoint, week four has kind of become a must win for the Dolphins if they do hope to be the playoff team that we aspired that they were going to be throughout the course of the offseason. And here's the numbers. So this was put together by uh, Justice Mosqueda, who is somebody who works in the NFL uh, from a media standpoint. Him and I kind of came into media around the same time, so I'm very familiar with Justice and his work, and he does great work, and he's worked at a number of different places. Uh, He did the research about this time last year, and it was a 10-year sample size from 2009 to 2019, and it was based off your record. It's a table of what your percentage is of making the postseason at any given point in the year if you have X number of wins and Y number of losses, right? So, for example, when everybody started the year at 0-0, you had a 44% likelihood of making the playoffs. When the Dolphins moved to 1-0, that percentage moved from 44% up to 54%. And then they lost to Buffalo in week two, and it looked ugly. And But at the end of the day, it was a one loss in the loss column. Went from 58% to 49%. Well, then you lost against the Raiders. And 49% became 31%. Right? And if we remember where the Dolphins were last year, the Dolphins ended up being at one and three. They came out and lost to Buffalo and lost to New England and then beat Jacksonville and then lost to Seattle and you're one and three, right? So the table runs from 20, 2009 to 2019 does not even include last year's Dolphins team. Uh, if you're one and three, you have a 16% chance of making the playoffs based on the last 10 years. And it's probably worse than that. And granted, this table works off of 16 games, right? So the 17th game, it does add a little bit of an unknown factor. 
But Miami right now at one and two is sitting at 31% likelihood of making the playoffs. You have Tampa Bay in week five. If you lose and go to one and three, it dips 15 per year. Percentages are halved from 31% to 16%. But if you win, it goes up to 45%. So if you're going to sit here and play the numbers game, right? And you draw out the schedule and you think, okay, well, you got Colts in week four. If we can win that one, and then Tampa Bay in week five. I don't think anybody's going to pick the Dolphins to win that one. And the, based on the way that they played lately, they'd have no reason to pick the Dolphins to win that one. So now you're two and three. Can you beat Jacksonville? Get to three and three. If you get to three and three, you got 41%. And then you come home and you play the Atlanta Falcons. And if you move to four and three, then you got 57%. And then you got Buffalo and presumably you'll lose that because you always do. And then you're at 37%. But like, this is the tipping point here where it's either going to be we're chasing dolphin tails for the entirety of the next three months, or we can set ourselves up based on knowing when the big hurdles are on the schedule to digest and absorb those if you take care of business against the teams that you were expected before the season to take care of. I mean, everybody kind of thought the Raiders were going to be one of those teams Raiders look pretty good, and uh, I think the defensive schematic changes that the Raiders have implemented, uh, they did a nice job keeping everything in front and daring Miami to break tackles and create after the catch, and and as you saw with the Jalen Waddle play in the end zone, which is a perfect example of an inaccurate like run after the catch and, and getting electric athletes the ball in space is great, but if they have to adjust and slow down to make that play in real time. You're going to set them up for failure because their ability to use that quickness and create that first misstep is eliminated because they have to adjust to the ball. And then the defenders got three steps coming downhill before your feet even touch the ground. And yes, from a, micro analysis standpoint, you could say, well, Jalen shouldn't have caught the ball and all that. But you know what? At the same time, like if it's a backwards pass and you deliberately don't catch it, it's either recovered for a fumble for a touchdown, or if it's a backwards pass and it goes out of the side of the end zone, it's a fumble out of bounds. It's a safety anyway. So I understand that that's kind of a tough call to make in real time when you're a rookie playing in your third game. I'm not going to hold that against Jalen Waddle. So from a numbers perspective, from a playoff predictability standpoint, uh, week four, if you want to make the playoffs for the Miami Dolphins, is a must win. It's a must win. Um, I think our goal right now should be a way, be finding a way to get to three and three. And then... You know, you've got Buffalo and Baltimore in weeks eight and 10, and that's a tough stretch. Uh, but how you choose to handle business the rest of the way outside of that, you're going to give yourself a fighting chance because I do think this is still a, a respectable team. You know, I, I know the offensive line, everybody's down big on the offensive line right now. And uh, um, Liam Eikenberg, I know that the pro football focus grades came out and Eikenberg didn't grade out well against the Raiders. And well, yeah, he's going against the, the hottest freaking pass rusher. In the NFL, Max Crosby had 19 pressures in, in two games. Like, of course, a rookie who's not playing on his natural side 
There's a natural left tackle who's playing right tackle. He's going to take his lumps there. So that's one of the things that I want to get into today beyond just the playoff numbers is developing parts uh, and developing pieces and the volume that the Dolphins have of them and the challenges that that presents. And I think that'll be a healthy conversation for us to have as we kind of take off like Super Bowl or bust hats. Uh, if you still want to wear it, that's fine. Go ahead. But I'm not going to wear it on this podcast. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys and say, oh, yeah, we're going to be fine. We're going to win 12 games still. And we're going to win the Super Bowl. There are going to be some changes that need to happen before that mentality comes back. Dolphins fans, listen up. I have an incredible app that everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents per gallon of gas every time that they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app on the App Store or Google Play now and use promo code TOUCHDOWN and you can get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up, up to 50 cents per gallon on that first fill up using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back and there's no catch. The cash gets put right back into your account. You can cash out at any time into your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card like Amazon or other brands. Download the free Get Upside app and use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get 50 cents, up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Football season is back. We did good in the college bets. I don't know if you guys... Uh, check out the money down on Saturday mornings over the Draft Network. But me and Joe Marino, he who shall not be named as a fan of that team in northern New York. Uh, we do college picks against the spread every every Saturday morning. And your guy went nine and four in week four of college football, man. It's great. And I use my friends over Bet Online to get my betting action in with a new updated site and interface with more odds, props, and contests. Bet online continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL 100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. The C4 is coming in very clutch this morning. Heard from a number of people on uh, Monday, courtesy of social media, which I would personally recommend any Dolphins fan um, stay off of <laughs> right now. It's tough on Twitter, man. There, There is so much negativity in this Dolphins fan base right now. And I understand why. I get why. Um, because everybody has kind of been sold this vision from 2019. And, you know, I had this conversation with my wife yesterday. It was like, are we really going to do this again? Like, I got to put the evaluator hat back on and start looking at, okay, you know, who are guys that we need to make sure we keep here for the next three years? Who are guys that need to go in the offseason and, and start asking hard questions about certain pieces? And that evaluation process is going to be hard for the Dolphins. Because this is a, a mantra that um, Joe Marino, fan of T 
team who shall not be named in Northern New York, um, when they brought in Josh, he who shall not be named at quarterback, he talked a lot about the challenges that were present with evaluating and figuring out if he was the right fit or not. And that team has done a really nice job in maintaining the coaching staff. And one of the things that they did to help build the team was after that quarterback's rookie season, they signed a bunch of free agent offensive linemen. And the thought process, and Joe's talked about this pretty extensively, and I think this is very relevant for Miami based on what we're seeing now, is you didn't want to have a developing quarterback who was surrounded by developing parts around you on the offensive line because as this evaluation process is underway, it becomes very difficult to isolate the problematic variables right? Because if everybody's new and everybody has high variance of play and nobody plays with any level of consistency or reliability on any given week, how are you going to know what needs to change other than, hey, we're just going to keep plugging away and we'll figure it out eventually. These guys are going to get better. And I think that's very relevant for the Dolphins at this point in time, because you do have a second year left tackle. And you have Jesse Davis, who's going to float around and play whatever God knows what position on the offensive line on any given week. And you have a third year center who's started 15 games coming into the year this year. And then you have a right guard who, depending on, again, how the musical chairs play out, was either a guy who started 10 games, 11 games at tackle last year. Or, you know, if we continue the musical chairs and if you kick Austin Jackson off the line and you you put Liam Eikenberg at left tackle and you move Robert Hunt back out the right tackle and you put Solomon Kinley at right guard, like there, there's a lot of options, right? But there's almost too many options. Like guys, you, you'd like guys to settle into a spot, but you'd also like guys to know what you're getting, right? So as, as I think about the Dolphins and, and what, I'm not going to talk about the offseason, but what, the problems are as we're trying to evaluate the offense is nobody has any level of consistent play on any given week. It's almost like matchup specific. So-and-so is going to play great. So-and-so is going to be problematic. And then the next week, so-and-so is not going against uh, a top 10 defensive tackle and he's good. And, I just worry about what that level of unknown uh, is going to produce throughout the course of the season. I don't doubt that the product in November is going to look a lot better than what it looks like now. But from a long-term, big-picture perspective, especially with the questions that this team seems to have with fully committing to Tua Tagovailoa. You kind of need to know what you have there, but you can't know for certain unless you know what you have around them. And then you can point and say, that's the problem. Or that's the problem. Or that's the problem. And I don't think it's realistic for Miami to know that right now. 
even if you flip over to the defensive side of the ball too, and Brian Flores talked a little bit about this on Monday, they were asking about the run defense, right? Like, why is it that you give up 35 yard run to new England in week one, and then a 45 yard touchdown run to Devin Singletary in week two. And then in week three, Peyton Barber rips off a backbreaking 19 yard run to put the Raiders in the red zone in overtime. And what he talked about was some mistakes in assignments. Here's the quote. I think we've done a good job in spurts. We're actually just talking about this. I think when everyone is taking care of their responsibility and doing what they're supposed to do, it's good. We've run into some issues, especially in a game like what, like that everyone is trying to make a play and everyone is trying to help the team win. It's genuine and sincere, but we've had a couple of guys get out of their gaps trying to make a play several times, I would say, in the second half, and it was to our demise. That's something we need to learn from and just need to, even though everyone is trying to help the team and make a play, it's always best to handle your responsibility, be in your gap, be where you are supposed to be as a team and as a unit, we will handle the run game. Know what that sounds like? Young guys eager trying to make a play. Well, your most experienced players from last year's defense, Bobby McCain, no longer here. Kyle Van Noy, no longer here. Shaq Lawson, no longer here. And I think from an X's and O's and a talent perspective versus a financial perspective, there was reason and justification to make those decisions. And the long-term scope is going to be for the benefit of the team. But when you do this everywhere on the roster, honestly, how many guys on the roster are, the, are over the age of 30? Three? And one of them's nose tackle, John Jenkins? When it's this committed to being this young, the growing pains are going to be real, and we're going to experience the growing pains. And the question is, how quickly can they evolve and grow past those? And unfortunately, I don't have a good answer for that, right? But that's going to be the story of the first half of the Dolphins season. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillight, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, price of the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all of your auto parts needs and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Please excuse the uh, sip here on the C4. One um one notable storyline here for week four against the Colts is uh, it, it appears as though the Colts are going to be without Quentin Nelson in week uh, four against the Dolphins, which is a massive, this is arguably the best interior offensive lineman in football. He was carted off with a right ankle sprain against Tennessee. Uh, the news story that came out from the Indy Star yesterday uh, says that they're going to evaluate throughout the course of the week. This this was a quote from Frank Reich. Uh, we'll evaluate this week and we'll keep you posted. Kind of like last week, I still need to get with the doctors to see where we're at. Talk to Quentin more in depth. I did have a brief conversation with him earlier today. Uh, he's already had foot surgery. Uh, he's now been carted off. And it does not seem as though Miami is going to see him. Quarterback Carson Wentz dealing with ankle sprains in both ankles. He managed to play against Tennessee, but was not particularly effective. And then even... The rest of the offensive line, you know, Indianapolis with their investments, um, they still have other injuries up front that I think are going to put Miami in a position to uh, hopefully take care of business along the offensive line or along the defensive line. Uh, right now, they are scheduled to have um, Eric Fisher, Chris Reed, Ryan Kelly, Mark Lewinsky, Braden Smith as their offensive line. Quentin Nelson's status up in the air. T.Y. Hilton, not ready to return at wide receiver. So this game plan to me, and this is obviously very early, and we're going to work through it a little bit more in depth at the end of the week. This offensive game plan to me should look a lot like what the one against New England did. But Indianapolis does not have the New England Patriots offensive line. They have a more impressive running back in Jonathan Taylor. Um, but Carson Wentz is... mistake. Mistakes are a part of Carson Wentz's game. And the wide receivers that they're going to come at the Dolphins with are Michael Strawn, a seventh-round rookie, Zach Pascal, Michael Pittman, Paris Campbell, and then tight ends Jack Doyle, Mo Ali Cox, and Kylan Granson. Defensively, the, the Colts are going to be a challenge. Uh, I do think their corners provide some opportunities for Miami to, again, create some separation. I would love to see the passing offense stop trying to work so much through Devontae Parker, uh, who is back to struggling to create separation. And then you obviously have a couple game changers in the front seven that you need to vet and be mindful of between DeForest Buckner at defensive tackle and Darius Leonard at inside linebacker. And how the Dolphins handle those individual matchups, particularly in the front seven, I think are going to determine their offensive success. But I do think with, again, this being a home game, 
I think Miami is aligned very well to play a game in which they understand the magnitude of what's at stake and they show up. Uh, obviously, I thought the same would take place in week two against Buffalo and you'd understand the magnitude of declaring yourselves as legitimate and that didn't happen. So I'm not assuming anything at this point in time. We'll talk to Locked On Colts a little later in the week as well. So you're going to want to make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Hit subscribe on the podcast feed if you're checking out the video. I appreciate you guys tuning into the video on Locked On Dolphins, the YouTube channel. So make sure you like this video, hit subscribe. I am Kyle Krabs. That is going to do it for us today here on Locked On Dolphins. I hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. and We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.